Chapter 11 of What Happened Then Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jen Broda. What Happened Then Stories by Ruth O. Dyer. The Bremen Town Musicians. What Had Already Happened once upon a time there was a donkey who had carried heavy burdens when he was young but as he was now old his strength had failed and he could not work so hard as he once had one night as he was lying on his bed of straw in the stable he heard his master say i must certainly get rid of this useless beast he can no longer carry heavy loads so i shall turn him out to-morrow and use his stall for a more useful animal the donkey felt very sad when he heard this, but he determined that he would not stay in the stall and be turned out on the morrow, but would go while he was still able to travel. I may not be able to carry heavy loads, said the donkey, but I can still bray finely, and I know the way to Bremen, so I'll go there and be a town musician. So, as the moon was shining brightly, he started off. He had not gone far before he met a hound who was running as fast as he could. The dog's tongue was hanging out, and he seemed anxious to escape some punishment, for he kept looking behind him as if he were pursued. "'Hello, my good friend,' said the donkey. "'Why do you run so rapidly? Can't you stop and chat with me a while?' "'No, I cannot waste time,' said the dog. My master may be just around the bend in the road now. He has just beaten me until my back aches because I failed to watch his barn properly when one of his horses was stolen. Do you want to earn a respectable living? asked the donkey. I certainly do, said the dog, but I do not know how. Can you howl and bark? asked the donkey. In answer to this question, the dog began to howl and bark so loud that his master certainly would have heard had he been near. "'That will do,' said the donkey. "'Come on with me to Bremen, and we will be town musicians.' So the donkey and the dog went on towards Bremen. Soon they came to a cat that was sitting on a fence and crying pitifully. "'What is the matter with you, old whiskers?' asked the donkey. "'Oh, dear!' cried the cat. I am so worried I do not know what to do. Now that I am old, my teeth are blunt, and I do not catch so many rats and mice as I once did. Therefore my mistress says she intends to drown me. I have run away, but I do not know what will become of me. Cheer up, said the donkey. Come with me to Bremen and become a town musician. You have a fine voice and no doubt will make a great success. So the donkey, the dog, and the cat went on towards Bremen. Soon they came to a rooster that was flapping his wings and growing as if he would split his throat. What is the matter with you, old redcomb? asked the donkey. Matter enough, said the rooster. Company is coming tomorrow, and my mistress says she is going to kill me and make me into soup. I am crowing with all my might while I can. 
Oh, do not be made into soup, said the donkey. Come with us. We are going to Bremen to be town musicians. You have a powerful voice. Very well, said the rooster. I will gladly join you. So the donkey, the dog, the cat, and the rooster went on towards Bremen. Just before the dawn of day, which is said to be the darkest hour of the night, the rooster saw a bright light in the distance. Cock-a-doodle-doo, he sang out. There is a bright light not far away. Let us go there and see what it is, said the donkey. Perhaps the light is a house and we can find something to eat. Then they all set off towards the light, which grew brighter every moment. At last they came to a robber's house. In one window there was a bright light. I am the tallest, said the donkey. I will look in. What do you see? asked the dog. I see a table spread with the best things to eat. Several men are sitting around the table eating and drinking. I wish we could have some of the good things to eat, said the cat. If we are to be town musicians, said the donkey, it is not too early to begin practice. Suppose we sing for the robbers, and they may treat us to some of their good food. They all agreed that this was an excellent plan, so the donkey placed his forefeet on the window ledge. The dog sprang on the donkey's back, the cat climbed upon the dog's back, and the rooster flew up and stood on the cat's head. Then they all gave their best selection. The donkey brayed, the dog barked, the cat mewed, and the rooster crowed. The robbers were frightened by the noise, but when they looked out of the window and saw the donkey, the dog, the cat, and the rooster, one on top of the other, they thought some terrible goblin had appeared, and they ran from the house in terror. The four musicians had not expected their music to have this effect, and the surprise pleased them very much, for they could now have not only a good meal, but also a house to live in. They sat down to the table, and all of them found enough to satisfy their hunger. When they had eaten all they desired, they put out the light and went to bed. The donkey lay down in the yard just outside the door. The dog stretched out behind the door. The cat curled up on the hearth where she could keep warm, and the rooster flew up on a beam. As soon as everything was quiet in the house, the robbers came back to see what had frightened them. They sent one of the men in while the rest waited outside. When the man went into the kitchen to strike a light, he saw the green eyes of the cat peering at him from the hearth. Thinking they may be coals of fire, he held his match to them. The cat flew into his face, spitting and scratching. The robber lost no time in rushing towards the door, but here the dog ran at him and bit his leg. As he rushed through the yard, the donkey kicked him, and the rooster, which had been awakened by so much noise, thought it was time to sing again and called out, Cock-a-doodle-doo! The man rushed back to the other robbers who were waiting behind a tree. I will never go into that house again, he declared. In the kitchen is a dreadful witch who scratched my face and blew her hot breath in my eyes. By the door is a man who stabbed me in the leg with a long knife. Just outside the door is a watchman who beat me with a wooden club. 
In addition to all this, a troublesome goblin was perched up on a beam and cried out, Now what will you do? Now what will you do? As if I could do anything after such treatment. When the robbers heard all this, they left the place and never returned. The Bremen town musicians liked the house so well that they decided to live there. The Bremen town musicians. What happened then? I am sure that you have always wanted to know how the town musicians spent their time after they took possession of the robber's house in the woods. It is true that the donkey, the dog, the cat, and the rooster were all very old, but they still had many days to live, and they were not contented to live those days in idleness. After they had satisfied their hunger and had had sufficient sleep, they all sat around the open fire and debated how they could do the most good in the few years still left to them. I can do one thing well, said the donkey. I can still carry a good-sized load when it is securely fastened to my back. I am still a fairly good watchdog, said the hound, even though my master seemed to doubt it. And I said the cat, can still bring in sufficient game for all of us if you will be content with mice and small birds. Cock-a-doodle-doo, said the rooster. I can waken you in the morning and send you about your work in good time. I can also scratch a deep hole in the ground. Some day I may be of service. I am sure the robbers will never trouble us again, said the donkey, so we are safe. There is one I fear more than the robbers, and that is Smyer Fox, said the rooster. We must be always watchful for his appearance. So the four decided to live in the little house in the woods and each do his bit for the common good. Early every morning the rooster awakened the house. Every morning the donkey brought in wood for the fire. Every day the cat brought in food for the four, and when night came, the dog took his place at the door and proved that he was still useful. All went well until the cold winter forced Smyre Fox to make his home in the woods near the little house. One day, while the cat was crouching beneath a tree, ready to spring on a flock of birds, he saw a sleek gray creature approaching him. Now the cat had always associated with polite creatures, so he forgot his birds and spoke pleasantly to Smyre Fox. Good morning. This is rather cold weather we are having. Yes, said the fox, a little cold for one so thinly clad. And he gave the cat a little nudge in the side. Thin and old, he said to himself. Not much dinner there. Where do you live? asked the fox. In a little house farther up in the woods said the cat. Do you live by yourself? asked the fox, for he had fully decided that he might as well get busy if there was nothing better for his dinner than this cat. Oh, no, said the cat. I live with a donkey, a dog, and a rooster. I think I shall go home with you and visit a while with you and your friends, said Smyre Fox. I shall be glad to have you for a guest said the cat, making a low bow. But first I must catch something for dinner. What is your favorite dish? 
At first, Smire Fox was tempted to reply that a donkey, a cat, a dog, or a rooster would make an appetizing dinner. But thinking it would not be well to say this, he answered, Oh, almost anything suits my appetite, Dame Cat. So after catching a good supply of young birds, the cat and the fox started towards the little house in the woods. When they arrived, they found the donkey, the dog, and the rooster anxiously awaiting the cat's return. The donkey and the dog seemed glad to make the acquaintance of Smire Fox, but the rooster appeared ill at ease. After a short while, the rooster said he had a little work out back of the house which must be done before dinner. No one noticed that Smire Fox smacked his lips covetously as he watched the rooster leave the room and no one knew that he had already decided which one of the little party he liked best. When the rooster was outside the door, he shook his head knowingly and said, Oh, yes, Smire Fox, I know you, and I'll make short work of your chicken dinner. Then he began scratching in the soft earth. Oh, how the dirt did fly! When he had dug quite a deep hole, he went to the door and called the donkey outside. That creature in there is no other than Smire Fox. He is only waiting to make a good dinner of us, said the rooster. I have decided to trap him, and for this purpose I have dug a deep hole in the backyard. You must help me trap him. I will tie to you the old iron kettle which lies outside our back door, and when I have lured Smire Fox into the hole, you are to drag the kettle over it and make him a prisoner. Then, in order to gain his freedom, he will promise us almost anything. The donkey was only too glad to help, and when the kettle had been tied to him, he dragged it to the edge of the hole and waited for the time to come to do the rest of his work. Then the rooster went into the house. You must know, Smire Fox, he said, that we are called the town musicians, and we always entertain our guests with our songs before we dine. Come out into the backyard, and we will all sing our best songs for you. The fox was much pleased with this, and listened attentively while the donkey brayed out his best song. Then the dog howled his song, and the cat whined hers. When it came time for the rooster to do his part of the entertaining, he took his place just back of the hole he had dug. Cock-a-doodle-doo! Cock-a-doodle-doo! He began but he looked so tempting that Smire Fox just could not wait, and he rushed forward after him. Crash! And down he went into the hole. The donkey quickly drew the iron kettle over the hole, and Smire Fox was a prisoner. Oh, how the fox begged to get out! Make me one promise, said the rooster, and you shall get out, otherwise you shall remain a prisoner. I will gladly make you any promise you ask, said Smire Fox. Promise me, said the rooster, that you will leave this country for good and never bother us again. Smire Fox gladly promised, and when he was released, he crept quietly away and the town musicians lived to a good old age and were never again troubled by any of the Fox family. End of the Bremen Town Musicians